0: top of her work ethic and her drive to explore as much as she can, I looked at how successful she was being as a scholar and went, this is exactly the kind of person that the Bertha Morton Scholarship is for. It's somebody that really wants to push the edges of their program and get as much as they can out of it. So that's really why I went down the road of making sure that she got on board with uh, applying and me recommending her. You just heard the voice of Mike Post, professor of theater, talking about his student, Hannah Gibbs, one of the Bertha Morton graduate student scholarship winners for 2021-2022. Welcome to Confluence, where great ideas flow together, the podcast of the Graduate School of the University of Montana. I'm Ashby Kinch, Associate Dean of the Graduate School. This episode of Confluence is part of a series recognizing the achievements of some of our outstanding graduate students. Named for a great Montanan who dedicated her life to public service, the Bertha Morton Award was endowed to support graduate education by recognizing the distinctive contributions our graduate students make in research, creative activity, and public service. Hannah is an outstanding student and emerging theater professional whose work as a designer, technician, and teacher earned her Bertha Morton status. She served as the department's lighting designer for the production of the play Mother Courage, staged during COVID as a streaming performance. She constantly seeks to explore her craft and expand her expertise, which will contribute to her eventual success in the entertainment industry or as an educator. We're proud to share her graduate journey with listeners. Enjoy the float. So thank you for joining us, Anna.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Well, and first off, congratulations. The Birth of Morton is a great success story for our graduate students who, who achieve that goal. Tell us what it means to you personally and you know financially. How's it how is it going to impact your graduate education?
1: I mean, personally, I think winning the Birth of Morton is often like very validating. It really makes me recognize how successful I've been in the last two years and not just able to recognize my own success, but recognize that externally, people see that the things I've been experimenting with and exploring in my design field and outside of the design field is successful and it's going well. And so it's really exciting.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. And tell us a little bit about your Montana story. What brought you to UM and, and how did you come to pick this program?
1: I would say my UM story is kind of funny. My mom actually lives in Bozeman, so it's a little you know, family rivalries at times. Um, but the reason I came up to UN was because actually my advisor. So Mike Post is kind of like a theater lighting legend. I, a lot of my mentors um, in undergrad, I went to Oglethorpe University in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and two of my mentors were mentored by Mike Post. And then I had an internship in Atlanta who that mentor was also mentored by Mike Post. So I had a lot of Heard a lot about Mike and was really like admired him and admired his work. But he hadn't been a professor in a long time. Mm. And the summer before I moved here, I got a call that said he needed a teaching assistant. And I was like, absolutely, I would move across the country for Mike Post. And so I applied and I moved within six weeks to Missoula. And as soon as I got in, I started packing and Drove across the country.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So you were kind of ensconced in Atlanta doing theater work and and doing things, and and it was just this opportunity itself that brought you here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I had just signed a a year long contract to be, or I was about to sign a year long contract to be a master electrician for a theater company in Atlanta, and I had to turn them down because. I was like, absolutely, I want to go learn under Mike Post. So why so. is he
0: a lighting legend? I mean, what's what, what makes Mike uh, such a charismatic figure in the field?
1: Well, he's been working in the South for a really long time. He is a very well-known name across Atlanta. But truly, he is just such a hardworking professional. He does everything he can to make his design work really shine through. And he... I think, in my opinion, he is such a great mentor to so many people because he really lets your designs speak for themselves and let you control what your design eye is. He's truly just there to make sure and to make sure that your process is everything you need it to be and to support you along the way. Often I find, like, the best conversations I have in a room when he's my mentor is I'm talking, I understand what's going on, and then I realize that I might have, like, a lapse in understanding in something, and I look at him just to confirm that I know what's going on, and he's like, yeah, You're good. Yeah, you're good. Just keep going.
0: (laughs) You know, that's music to my ears. We have this conversation across campus. You Mm -hmm. know, part of what we do on this podcast is to sort of bring to the surface that mentor relationship, but also, you know, in in other fields, STEM or other uh, disciplines, Um, you know, it's vital as well. But that's a consistent thread that the best mentors are not trying to replicate themselves, but they're actually trying to pull out the best version of the student that, that they're working
1: with. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Mike strives to do that with everyone he mentors and especially in the last year i've been kind of moving forward in this like academic realm and has really been a great model for me in lifting up students and supporting their own design eyes while still knowing enough of the details in the back end to be like okay but make sure you do this this and this Mm. because that's just how he thinks and it's such a great model of approaching things.
0: Well, so tell us some more about like what you've explored since you've been here. What has your program uh, experience been like? What kind of classes and, and work have you been doing?
1: So, I am working on a master's of fine arts in theatrical design and technology, specifically my two primary focuses – well, my primary focus is lighting design and my secondary is projection design. And before I came here, I had done some lighting design work, but nothing very, like, super serious. i have done, like, two professional shows total. So I've gotten a lot to experiment Primarily with my lighting design and I got to experiment with theater and different styles of theater as well as dance, which I'd never worked on before, which I mm. love working with our dance faculty.
0: Were you involved in the Dance Up Close uh, work the student productions.
1: Yeah, I've done. Um, I've worked on every dance show since I got here. Wow.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: It's been a lot of fun. Um,
0: I've just been incredibly impressed with specifically the lighting and and the the way that show is designed um, every year. And some of it maybe predates you, but but uh, it's just really impacting.
1: Yeah. It's, and I'm sure
0: the dancers themselves really appreciate it.
1: Yes, yeah, so, Well, it's so great to work with student choreographers as well as sometimes we have like guest choreographers and faculty choreographers, but because it's such a collaborative experience where we have so many different choreographers, as well as we often have a few different lighting designers working on the same show and the same plot, there's so much conversation about how we can make sure everyone ideas and designs are going to work well together. Mm. And so it's a lot of fun and a lot of experimenting at times. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, You're being very positive about it. It's probably a big headache too. <laughs> I, I mean, know. you know, there's a lot to juggle there, right? And and to move so quickly between and among performances. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. But, I, but
0: maybe that's ex- exciting, right? Maybe from, from your standpoint, the technical challenge to solve makes it really fun.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I do love the challenge of it. I feel like To me, to use a different kind of theater term, um, I feel like the dance shows are so much more improv at times versus the theater shows. The theater, I feel like we plan for months and we're trying really hard to get a very specific look. And dance, because there's so many players in the game, you really get to explore and experiment and Mm -hmm. find what works day of and you work so much faster and so on your toes Mm -hmm. that – it just works
0: out. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously with all of this technical work and actually the professional background before you even came, mm-hmm. you know, you're probably well situated to move on from the MFA, but you did mention academic track. So what is your future? What are you going to do beyond the MFA? What, what have you got in mind? And no pressure, but just, you know, what are the thoughts you have about your future career development?
1: I feel like this, this next year, I'm really exploring my options, if that makes sense. I have one year left in our program. And I am really on the fence between moving somewhere and becoming a, light, a professional designer for a company, or like working around in one city. Um, but I'm also really interested in the mentoring teaching aspect. So I am very much exploring what it means to me to be a professor, especially in our in the theater field, because I feel like at times it's a very different academic endeavor than other um, environments. So, I'm kind of exploring both sides and seeing where it takes me.
0: Yeah. And so, that you still kind of Mike Post uh, lurking around the, as an influence potentially. Like, he has been this model for how to pass it on and how to how important that relationship working with new uh, professionals in the field.
1: Right. Absolutely. Especially, and Mike Post, as well as uh, I love all of our design and technology faculty. And yeah,
0: hit have, some shout outs here if you feel sure. like it.
1: Sure. <laughs> um, I mean, I have gotten to know Alessia Carpoca very, like, personally in the last year, especially with COVID, because she's just such a great support system. And learning in her, it really helps me like understand how much room I have to explore. Professionally, she does a lot of freelance design work internationally, as well as in the U.S. As well as that, that was exactly NASA. what I was
0: going to say. That what I love about Alessia is how she opens up our students to this big international context,
1: right? And that's one of my like big goals coming here. I um, truly, really want to get on the world and be able to use my design to further storytelling internationally. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have an undergraduate degree. I have a in a Bachelor's of Arts of International Studies. Mm. So very different than theater, but I just love- But pretty handy.
0: That's pretty interesting kind of combination of things.
1: Yeah. No, it's been very interesting because, so last year I did um, a research paper on Chile and how their historical climate in the past 50 years really plays into how we design work. Um, I got to use my previous background for historical research into Mm. integrating that research like of the culture and the society, as well as like the political environment from the 1970s to 2020, and how we could take this play and showcase that historical background while still making it relevant to a 2021 audience. Yeah, which is very exciting. So yeah, that's yeah.
0: that's fantastic, and that's of course relevant. To a number of different, you know, in other words, the model is super relevant to uh, how we need uh, to reinvent the historical theater. Yeah. You know, in other words, whether it's Shakespeare or a Peruvian or a Chilean, or you know, that, that we constantly have to make that move of bringing something live to an audience in the in in the present. They're there, you know, right. it's they're right in front of you. It's not a that's that's what's so exciting about theater work to me is that you know the audience is with you. Uh, it's so different than the literary world that I operate in mm-hmm. in, in English, right? Where the audiences off stage I mean they're right there
1: yeah no I mean that's one of my favorite parts of theater is that's I feel like that's why I'm drawn to theater is the storytelling atmosphere of that everything we're making is for that one moment that an audience member connects with an actor and we're building the world around them to transport them to a new place a new environment and get them really involved in that story so that it can be transformative not just for the actor but as well for the audience member
0: well thank you so much for joining us hannah this has been great
1: yeah thank you so much for having me
0: if you enjoyed this episode of confluence subscribe to our podcast feed at apple google spotify or stitcher make sure to rate and review to support our enterprise of bringing you the voices of graduate education at the university of montana see you on the next float